Good morning. My name is Michael Smith. I'm the lead pastor here at Victory Church. We appreciate your logging in and viewing our worship service today. And we just want to tell you that we're standing in faith and prayer with you in the middle of all this crisis. We we're facing a new reality that's progressively uh, gotten more severe as we look around, as the coronavirus cases are continuing to multiply. There is a, what I've termed this last week, I just seem to see this or sense it in the spirit, is a fog of fear that's hanging over our nation. And I believe that there's some things that we can do as believers to shine the light and to share the love of Jesus. I, I believe that we can arise to the challenge that is before us. God knew before the foundation of the world, the generation that would be here on the earth at the time that this crisis would hit. And I want to tell you, you were born for this moment. You have the stuff in you. You have the Holy Spirit, the greater one in you. We have the Word. And I want to remind you of the very simple principle that when we sow a Bible principle, we reap a Bible result. And in moments like these, it's important the thoughts that we dwell on. It's important the words that we choose to speak. It's important that we keep our hearts set right and focused on God's goodness and his ability to move and answer our prayers. We serve a mighty God. We serve a good God. And today we're excited that you've taken a few moments to be with us. We don't know how long this is going to go. We're prepared for long term, but certainly for the next couple of weeks here in Arkansas, in compliance with all of the school closings and the request for closing businesses and restaurants and all those things, our church is not meeting at our physical location. But what I want to remind you is, though the building is closed, the, this is not the church. This is where the church meets. And so the church is a people. The church is a living, breathing organism made up of many members that are all over the world. And this is a world crisis, a world pandemic. And this is where we really can arise and see the Spirit of God move through our lives and in our community this is the time to believe God for big things. This is the time to realize that the greater one is on the inside of us and we can trust God to move in our behalf. And so this morning, I chose to interrupt our series. We were doing an expositional series on the book of 1 Thessalonians, and I just really felt like that I needed to speak to some of the things that we're all battling. The, the issue of fear the, the corresponding flip side of that coin is courage in the face of fear. And so for whatever length that we're going to be doing this, I am committed to bring an encouraging message to you each week out of the concept of courageous. Um, the, the title of the message this morning is called Overcoming Fear. That's something that we all have to do. I, but just because you've come to Christ and you're a believer doesn't mean you don't battle fear. Remember that God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I've got a scripture this morning that I'd like to begin with in the book of Joshua. Joshua was the leader who succeeded Moses. Moses in Deuteronomy 31 had given instructions and these instructions now are coming out of Joshua, the leader's mouth, as he's preparing the children of Israel to cross over Jordan into the promised land. And he's reiterating the words that Moses had spoken to him before he passed on. The word of the Lord says in Joshua 1.9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged 
For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Those are powerful, powerful words. Here at Victory, each week when I preach, I bring what I call a one thing. It's the idea that if you don't get anything else out of the message, you get this one concept. And the one thing that I want to bring in these few moments is that fear enslaves, it enslaves us particularly to bondage. But Jesus died to make us free. Fear enslaves us to bondage, but Jesus died to make us free. Now, not to, um, you know, to be elementary intentionally, um, certainly I think it's important that we define our terms because folk may have some different ideas of what we're talking about. So we want to ask the question, what is fear? What exactly is fear? When you Google that, what comes up on the screen, besides the, the big words, the big letters, F-E-A-R, and the pronunciation below it, it says that fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, something that is likely to cause pain or a threat. Now, obviously, that emotion is something that we feel. It's, it's caused by something that I'm believing about the circumstances that I'm in, the dangerous aspect of what we're dealing with in this coronavirus. The Greek word in the Bible for fear is phobos. We get the English word phobia, which makes up a lot of compound words that you're probably familiar with. Uh, acrophobia is the fear of heights. Arachnophobia is the fear of spiders. Claustrophobia, that's one you, probably everybody is familiar with, is the fear of confined or crowded spaces. Now, think about this. I, I don't want to minimize the fear that someone who is claustrophobic feels, but, but realize that getting on an elevator and being afraid of that enclosed space is not reasonable. But remember, our emotions are not reasonable because they're not part of our thinking part of our brain. They're part of our feeling part. And it's that emotion of fear of whatever it is. There are multitudes of phobias that we study that people are treated for. In the middle of all of the crisis that we're facing, there's a very real curtain of phobia that's hanging over us. And so I want to give you briefly this morning, some action steps to deal with the fear that is attempting to take up a place or a stronghold in all of our hearts. It's certainly in our thinking, but I want you to recognize that we can take up the armor of God and the promises of God to protect us from being uh, tremendously fearful. The first one that I have, the action step to deal with fear, is to just seek the Lord. The scripture says in Psalm 34, Verses 4 and 5, David gives his testimony how God delivered him when he was running from King Saul, and he said, I sought the Lord. Another translation says, I cried out to God in desperation. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my, there it is, my fears, the things that grip me, the emotion that I feel because of a belief that something can threaten me or be dangerous to me. David said, I sought God. I I made the determination to cry out in desperation to God. And when I did, he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Verse 5 says, those who look to him, to the Lord, are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. He says, this poor man cried, talking about himself. That's his testimony. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. 
Very simple. Cry out to God. Don't let fear captivate your every moment and your thinking and let it have a stronghold in your heart. I remember the story in the Gospels where the disciples were on a boat in the middle of a storm and they cried out to the Lord and said, save us, we're perishing. And Jesus came to them and he rebuked the winds and the waves and he said, peace be still. And I, I, I want to remind you, there's, there's a song, I think it was Casting Crowns a number of years that wrote it, that said sometimes he calms the storm and sometimes he calms the person in the storm. But remember that we can cry out to God as we seek him that God will answer us and he'll bring calm, he'll bring peace. The second action step that I want to give you today is to remember whose you are. Remember who you belong to. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verses 15 and 16, this is so good, hear this. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. What was our one thing? Remember we said fear enslaves us in bondage. Jesus died to make us free. So the testimony of the Apostle Paul here is that when you came to Christ, you didn't receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear again, but the spirit of adoption as sons. God is your father. You are his children. The Spirit himself, verse 16, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. 1 John 4, 4 goes on a little bit further than that and says this, You're of God, little children, and you've overcome the evil one, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Just meditating on that and choosing to remember who you belong to, thinking those thoughts can displace the ones that are attempting to encroach upon you and just strangle the life out of you. The third one that I want to bring to you today is speak your praise. It's important that we monitor what's coming out of our mouths. Let me just remind you that pastors have never led a congregation through a world pandemic before. Nobody on the planet alive today has seen these circumstances. We can look back in history. I've taught history on the university level, and I remember the Spanish flu pandemic in uh, 1917, 18, 19. It took 40 million lives. And folks, I'm going to tell you, we've got so many advances in technology and science and and health and medicine. And as wonderful as those are, we have a God who is bigger than this virus that we're facing. And determine that rather than walking in doubt or fear or complaining, getting on Facebook and ranting about the decision that the local schools have made or the governor's making or they're not doing this fast enough or they shouldn't have done it this way. Just take the, take the moment to choose to speak the right words. Pray for those that are leading. You know, whether you like our current president or not, it, it, it's, it's not accomplishing anything to just rant out of hatred Let's, let's, as Christians, let's obey 1 Timothy 2 and pray for all of those that are in authority. Let's choose to speak words of life. Let's build up people that are around each other. It's important that we set an atmosphere. Speaking praise comes from Psalms chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says in the Amplified, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent, majestic, and glorious is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory on or above the heavens. 
Verse 2, out of the mouths of babes and unweaned infants you have established strength because of your foes that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. Jesus took this very same verse in Matthew 21, verses 15 and 16, and he said, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. Now, when Jesus interprets this and tells us that infants have the ability to bring praise to God, but then overlay that again on Psalm 8, verse 2, he says that this established strength is because of the foe to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I choose to speak praise, it will arrest the work of the enemy in terms of attempting to put a spirit of fear on me. When I choose to speak God's goodness out of my mouth, I set the tone, I set the atmosphere, I can be a blessing to those around me. So it's important that you remember you can silence the enemy and the self-avenger. You know, it's not just our enemy Satan or the devil. Sometimes our own mind is our worst enemy. And the self-avenger is what's up here between your ears. Zig Ziglar said it this way. He said, all of us need a checkup from the neck up. And it's right here in this, this portion of who we are that we have to order our thoughts. It's, it's critical that we remember that, that fear enslaves us to bondage, but Jesus came to make us free. Point number four. These are action steps that you can take to deal with the fear. Psalms 112 verses 6 through 8 say it this way. For the righteous will never be moved. Sitting there in your living room, looking at your phone, your laptop, your your TV. Say that after me. That's me. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Come on, say it. I am the righteousness of God. That's not in your own righteousness, but it's because of Jesus. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So now, because of what Jesus did, I stand before God in right standing. So this scripture is identifying and defining who you as a believer and who I am as a believer in Christ. For the righteous will never be moved. This doesn't have to move you. He will be remembered forever. Look at this. This is so great. He is not afraid of bad news. Now, here's why. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his enemies. Folk, we don't have to be afraid and we can hold that moment of calm, that poise in the spirit until this thing is totally wiped out, until we look in triumph over COVID-19. That day is coming. Don't quit. Don't give up because God is still God. Now think about this. I read this this week, and I want to give honor to whom honors do and give credit. John Acuff is a young author, writer, was mentored by Dave Ramsey, part of that organization. John has been writing for a number of years as a consultant to and a leadership expert in companies and certainly in ministry as well. And he said he spent two years writing a book dealing with the issue of overthinking things. And John said this, and it really resonated in my spirit this week. He said, Fear is a feeling, and that's correct. Remember, it was defined as an emotion that's based upon the belief that something is dangerous or will threaten me. He said, fear is a feeling, afraid is a choice. I'm going to say that again because I want you to grasp this. Fear is a feeling, 
Afraid is a choice. In that moment when fear comes, and man, I'm hit with it. I, I, I was hit with it yesterday. Just hearing the cases of, of COVID-19 explode around us. We had our first one in this county yesterday, or Friday rather. And I, I, I just want to remind you, every one of us has to deal with our thoughts. And I have to refocus them. And I, I know that fear is real. Fear is a feeling. But afraid is a choice. It's in that moment where I can marinate in that fear. I can stay in it. Or I can choose hope. My friend Jenna Alcorn says it this way. Hope is greater than fear. And folk, we can choose hope because Jesus is the hope of glory. Jesus is our hope. And through the Holy Spirit, we have hope that can abound in us. Fear is a feeling. Afraid is a choice. We can stay in it or we can choose hope. And this morning, I want to remind you to choose hope because fear enslaves us in bondage, but Jesus died to make us free. This is my last point this morning. I have five. And this one is along that same line. Besides choosing hope, we can choose peace. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, one of my favorite passages of scripture, peace, the Hebrew word shalom, which means wholeness, soundness, blessing, prosperity. It's not just financial. It's not just emotional, but it's a wholeness, spirit, soul, body, mental, social, and every aspect. The peace of God is what we need right now. Choose peace. The Bible says that Jesus is our Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Ephesians chapter 2 says, He himself is our peace, and he has broken down the middle wall of partition. Our sins accused us, but Jesus took them to the grave. They were nailed to the cross, and he took them into the grave. And when he arose on the third day, he left them there, but he was victorious over sin and sickness. COVID-19, the name of Jesus is greater than that. He is Lord. Choose peace. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And he said, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Remember, fear is a feeling, but afraid is a choice. I can choose to stay in that feeling and just go deeper into the darkness of a cave of despair. I can become discouraged. Or I can choose in that moment to reach for hope and to reach for peace. And get these words. Jesus himself said, let not your hearts be troubled. Folk, if I can let not, that means that I have the responsibility whether I let it or not. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You have a choice. He says, neither let them be afraid. If I let something, then I'm allowing it. I may passively allow it. I may not actually uh, uh, positively or aggressively choose it. But if I just passively let it, then that in itself is a choice. I don't have to let my heart be troubled. Because the scripture says this, when I am afraid... And I'm closing with this today. Psalm 56, David said, When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, Lord. And so this morning, as we bring this service to a close, I just want to remind you of the gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ. Fear enslaves us in bondage. 
And you know what? Even as believers, we can still get trapped in a spirit of fear. But Jesus died to make us free. He died to set us free. He died to make us free. And so I want to remind you that in this moment that you can make a choice. You can choose to say, God, I trust you. Folk, this is where faith becomes real. Months ago when we were talking about faith and principles of the kingdom of God, it's easy to sit in a church with, with, with a nice warm pew in the winter and fellowship and some good coffee and enjoy the worship and, 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 and have a good time being around all of our friends. It's an entirely different reality we're in right now. This is where we really get a chance to test and prove the principles that we've been taught in the Word of God. And I want to tell you, they will work. They will work. The Word will work if you work the Word. If you'll put it into practice, the Bible tells us that if we will sow seeds, that we will reap the fruit of those seeds. If we will sow a Bible principle, we will reap a Bible result. I'm grateful, I'm thankful for who Jesus is, that we don't have to be enslaved in the bondage of fear because Jesus died to make us free. So this morning, in this moment, right where you are, in your living room, in your dorm room, whoever's listening to this at whatever time, prayer is timeless. And as I pray right now, if you've never crossed the line of faith and asked Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, if you've never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, you can do it in this moment right now. And if you're ready to take that step and cross that line of faith and say, Jesus, my life is messed up. I'm jacked up. I need your help. You know what? There are no perfect people that come to Jesus for salvation. None of us are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible tells us that Jesus loved us so much while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the, the gift of eternal life is just that. It's a gift. I don't earn it. I don't work for it. None of us deserve it. But Jesus is the only perfect one. He's already run the race and he's won the race. And where you're sitting right now, if you'll bow your head, bow your heart, and say these words out loud. Where you're sitting with your family, victory folks, pray these words out loud. There are people around our area, maybe other folks around the world that may be watching this and I believe that the Spirit of God is moving where they are. Let's stand in agreement with them. Let's join in unity across the globe in this moment. And let's pray in Jesus' name. Father, we come before you today. Our hearts, oh God, are just in a place of how you've described in your word, in trouble. And we look to you. We lean into you. We, we choose to put our trust in you. And, and we say these words, Jesus, save me. I trust you. I acknowledge that I'm afraid. And God, I ask you to change my heart. I give you my heart, my life. Be in me, my deliverer, my mighty warrior. I turn, I repent, I turn from my past. And I turn to you in faith. And I ask you to forgive my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be Lord of my life. And I ask you for these things in the name of Jesus, I pray. Now, I believe this morning that as you do that, that the Spirit of God will move and lift you and strengthen you and encourage you. And you are on your way now to a whole new kind of a relationship. We have 
a prayer line here at Victory called Frontline Prayer. In a moment, we'll be making some announcements where you can text in your prayer request, and we're standing in faith with you. And we know that God answers prayer. First John 5 says he grants us the petitions that we've desired of him. And so today, we hope that this has been a blessing to you. There's some steps that we all can take. Fear enslaves us in bondage, but Jesus died to make us free. Amen.